0: Think back to your first experience writing a formal essay. Maybe you were in third grade and writing seriously for the first time. Or maybe you were practicing to take the state writing exam. Maybe you were even in a district that required you to pass the writing exam in order to graduate. Chances are you were a victim of the five-paragraph essay. Today's podcast will help you move from a basic writer to a creative, and fluent writer, just like in the real world. Hello, I'm Mickey St. Sauver, and with me today is Muriel Thompson, former director of the Minnesota Writing Project, and longtime Burnsville, Minnesota teacher. Muriel and I have worked together for a long time, beginning from when I was a teacher consultant in a summer session of the Writing Project, all the way through my Ph.D. in literacy at the university, and then even after in my consulting work. One of our biggest career challenges through the years has been how to move students and teachers beyond that basic five paragraph essay and into writing that looks more like what you find in the real world. Muriel, I know you feel strongly that purposeful opening paragraphs are the key to enhancing and creating compelling writing. Over the years, I've thought about it and I've noticed that teachers are somewhat reluctant to move their students beyond the really basic format of an introduction with a thesis statement and three key points. And I'm wondering, you know, why aren't teachers challenging their students to go further, challenging themselves to teach a little bit further? Um, You've worked with hundreds of teachers over the years, so what
1: do you think? Hi Mickey, it's so good to be with you today. And yes, I suspect that the major reason teachers are reluctant to move students beyond the basic structure is a lack of training, and or information on the teaching of writing. As you mentioned, I was involved with the Minnesota Writing Project for several years, which is part of the National Writing Project, and my work with the Writing Project began just as major research was occurring on the teaching of writing. Up until that time, teachers had little information on the way that writing should be taught, and if teachers haven't had the opportunity to take additional training now, they probably do rely on more formulaic essay patterns.
0: Do you think it has anything to do with the old state testing? I mean, do you remember when there was a writing portion of the graduation tests and then we were all given the same rubric? The younger teachers today probably wrote for the state tests and the older teachers probably administered them. So, those younger teachers learned the five paragraph essay format and it worked for them. And maybe they even had it drilled into them to pass the tests. And I have to confess, we were probably some of the people drilling it into them. And there, because there was so much competition at the time within and between districts to try to get the highest number of students passing the writing section of the tests, I mean, I know that teachers were even encouraged to just prepare their students
1: to reach a three, the basic minimum. Do you remember that? Oh, absolutely. And unfortunately, I agree that the test reinforced the basic structure. Because teachers were primarily concerned with preparing their students to pass the test, they would spend valuable time instructing on the most basic ways to write a passing paper. I think that we were even guilty of sharing such devices, metaphors such as the hamburger and or the train, To help them with their teaching of the paper. Then I think there was another problem because time constrictions were on that test and the students had little time for revision. But by providing teachers with a simple framework for organizing, we were encouraging them to spend their valuable instruction time practicing this framework with their students. Even though the rubrics for scoring at the higher levels emphasized a more organic structure, I doubt that very many teachers were concerned with their students achieving more than that passing score of three. If additional training wasn't provided to teachers, they had to rely on using what they knew already, which was the basic five-paragraph essay and using frameworks such as we had shared with them. Let's look at an introduction to an essay that is typical of what we're talking about. Here is a student responding to the prompt, Do you think cell phones should be allowed in school? Do
0: you think cell phones should be allowed in school? Do you think cell phones provide educational use? Some people believe cell phones should be banned from school, but I think they shouldn't be because cell phones can be used for emergencies, the internet, and calling your parents for something important. You should be allowed to use cell phones
1: in school. So now the writer will go on to begin the next three paragraphs with my first reason is, my second reason is, My third reason is, and conclude with, in conclusion, listing the three reasons once again. The student is using the typical five-paragraph structure.
0: Hmm. Okay, so this format's been working for teachers and students from third grade on. I mean, students are given the basics of organizing an essay this way, but is this good enough? I mean, you and I appreciate good writing and have the time to seek it, and even practice it ourselves but thinking of the classroom teacher who has a format that works and students that are writing adequately, even if the teacher also appreciates quality writing what would their
1: motivation be for enhancing the structure? Well I definitely think we do the teaching of writing an injustice if we settle for the minimum, but taking time in class to investigate good writing that surrounds us should be done and will reveal that genuine writing will enhance and expand a topic, often allowing the introduction to be much more than one paragraph. One way I tried to expose students to good writing was by finding examples of strong creative openings in literature that we were studying and also encouraging the students to bring in their own examples. Here is an effective description that we found in the Kite Runner. I became what I am today at the age of 12. On a frigid, overcast day in the winter of 1975, I remember the precise moment crouching behind a crumbling mud wall peeking into the alley near the frozen creek. Now these two sentences hook us and want us to read more. Questions come to mind that we want answered. You're right. I I do
0: really want to know what comes next. I mean, that writer has me hooked, and I, I remember that book vividly. As a teacher who wants to create good writers in class,
1: you know, I've read this, what would be my next step? Well, by exposing teachers and the students to good writing and making them aware of it when they see it. For example, probably the easiest way would be to start with uh, having the students build an interesting introduction on an essay that they've already written, which was probably in that five paragraph form and then using an interesting, effective piece of writing, such as the one that I just read, or another one that is on a topic interesting to the students as a model that they can use for their own writing. Thinking back to that first paragraph of the cell phone essay, which we read earlier, the writer starts with a question, do you think cell phones should be allowed in school? Now, students are often told to repeat the prompt in their introduction, and that is exactly what this student did. While a question is one way to draw a reader into a piece, it is often overused. Much more effective would be to use personal experience, such as the one in the beginning essay that I read, or the sentence that I read to you from the Kite Runner. Now let's listen to a new introduction to the cell phone essay.
0: It was 5, 1.55 on a Friday at school, and almost time to go home. While we were taking a test in class, a student's cell phone suddenly went on, and her ringtone vibrated throughout the classroom. Everyone turned their heads and stared at the girl while the teacher looked up from her desk. "Uh, I have to take this call, the girl said, standing up and walking out the door. Suddenly, the class forgot about the test, shared a few giggles and comments. The teacher told them to settle down, but then the bell rang, telling students that school was over and it was time to go home. They began to rush out of the classroom, some even dropping their tests on the ground. Nobody finished. Cell phones should not be allowed in school because they can be a distraction, cause a lot of drama, and bringing a cell phone to school can cause theft or loss.
1: By starting with a personal experience, this student has now created a piece of writing that has truth to it. She's also created writing that is interesting and timely. The reader wants to know more and the writer still has three points to expand on in the rest of her paper.
0: I like it. That was definitely much more engaging. I mean, it makes me really want to know more. A second way that I use with my students that has been successful uh, to draw the reader into their writing is to begin with some sort of dialogue. I thought I'd give this a try myself with a personal essay I wrote a while ago about an experience I had growing up. My motivation was to write about a time when something scared me, and my rough draft introduction began. When I think back to grade school, Dennis Mackey always comes to mind. Dennis was in my fifth grade class, and his desk was directly behind mine. Dennis tortured me with straight pins and weird noises, and if that didn't get my attention, he pulled my hair. Day after day, I tried to avoid his tactics, and it didn't end until Dennis took it outside the classroom. I was answering the prompt, and I did have my three points I could elaborate on in following paragraphs, so it was an adequate essay. But did it really convey how stressful this was for my fifth-grade self? I decided to start with a little bit of dialogue and a glimpse into an actual experience with Dennis. Stop it, I hissed, trying to avoid getting caught talking in class. It was the second time that morning that Dennis Mackey had poked a pin through the back of my thin cotton dress and scratched me. As usual, Dennis didn't listen.